Praise the Lord, church. So good to be with you here on a Sunday. Welcome to my living room. Hallelujah. Just want to spend the next few minutes singing and worshiping the Lord together with you today. Wonder if you would just take this moment to lift your hands and lift your hearts to the King of Glory. Come on, let's begin to worship Him together. Let's invite His presence into our living rooms, into our homes, into our bedrooms. Wherever you are right now, just lift your hands. Lift your voice. Hallelujah. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we invite you to be the center of our life center of our world, the center of everything we do and say and think. We want to keep you at the forefront of our lives. Jesus, be the center. Jesus at the center of it all.
church and every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess you sisters isn't God good isn't he worthy of our praise isn't he worthy of the, all of the glory and all of the honor hallelujah we worship you come on just lift up that name of Jesus right where you are lift up his name and glorify him come on let's glorify him together let's make a resounding noise a triumphant and joyful noise to the king of glory we worship you Jesus blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
sometimes that we are just so overwhelmed by your, by your blessing and your presence and your love in our lives that we can't even open our mouths and say anything. All we can do is just stand there, lift our hands and cry. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name, oh God. Blessed be the holy name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence, Lord. God bless everyone. Uh, Brother Tony, thank you so much for uh, the worship and the time of leading God's people into, the, into His presence. It's awesome that uh, we can do that, even if it's virtually, but um, I praise God that we can gather. If you have any prayer needs, any concerns, anything you want to tell us, please go to chat right now through our church website, and feel free to log on and give us your prayer request. We're looking at it right now as we speak. So feel free and uh, submit your prayer request. We will pray with you. So thank you so much. And also thank you throughout the week that you have been um, on the prayer times, you've been on the gatherings. Uh, I know this past Tuesday we had over 40 people. At one point we had over 51, but we had some knuckleheads break in, and I, I, was, I felt terrible about that, and Julio and I did. And uh, so we put on some passwords and some limits so that this can't happen again. But as you know, there are some people that have no, nothing to do, pretty much nothing to do, except make mischief. And, but we, as the body of Christ, we're going to continue to press forward, and we will continue to gather together. We're going to do whatever we need to do. And so praise God. Thank God for Tony, for Julio, for all that he's doing in the background. Uh, you know, he's, he's right now with about two computers and his, his cell phone right there at home, making sure that everything is going well. So we really do appreciate that. So thank you for that. I wanted just to uh, thank you also for your faithfulness. Last weekend, many of you uh, were able to get to our website and send an offering and your tithe. This is so appreciated. Uh, it's very important that we maintain our disciplines during this time. It could be two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. We don't know how long it's going to take. I do know that it's the president's desire to start to get this nation back on course. Uh, so little by little, uh, probably after April 15th and 16th, something like that, they're going to start opening up sectors of the nation. But we don't know how long it's going to take in, in terms of the big cities like New York and San Francisco, Chicago, uh, to get uh, uh, back, back up and running. My prayer is that we get back up and running as soon as possible, but at the same time, uh, making sure that everything levels off in this nation and we start pe seeing people getting healed from this uh, virus. So um, I wanted to just remind you uh, at the end of our gathering today, please feel free to go to our website, calvaryny.org, calvaryny.org, and go to where it says donate and click there. If you have any issues or problems um, and you still would like to donate, and we pray that you do, you can also call us at the office, 718-829-5306. That's 718-829-5306. And let us know if you have an issue, and we can, of course, get you some options. I know in a little while, um, Brother Julio is also going to share uh, some options um, as he brings in the announcements. But just let's remember 
to be faithful, to reaching out to our brethren, to be reaching out, making sure everybody's okay. Um, let's make sure that we pray for each other throughout the week. Let's make sure that we gather in as many of the gatherings as we can. We're praying Monday through Thursdays. Minister Cynthia has been uh, faithful in making sure that that happens. Um, we have different times throughout the week, but you can go to the website and find out what the times are. Also, um, uh, uh, Brother Julio is going to share in a little while what the times are. And also Tuesdays at 7.30, we gather together as a church. Thursday also, the ladies gather with Pastor Gwen. And of course, on Fridays uh, with Minister Tony. So thank you for that. And again, do not forget the tithe and the offering. It's very pivotal right now, very critical that we do so. And we just really appreciate you and, and love you for it. Um, so um, in case you have any prayer needs, go right now and uh, to the chat and make sure that you leave them there so that we can respond and also pray with you. So we submit it back to uh, Minister Tony as he leads us again into worship.
bless you, my brothers and sisters. And now, the apostle, the pastor, Victor Nazario. God bless you. It's such a pleasure to be able to contact with you, even though it's virtual, even though it's virtual, but um, I know that there's uh, things that God is still doing through us in our daily walk, in our daily prayers. And I just wanted to get a sense from you. What is it that the Lord has been uh, showing you throughout this process? What have you been doing to keep your connectivity uh, with your relationship with God, with your relationship with the brethren? Uh, talk to me. What are some of the things that you've been experiencing? Well, you know, to be honest, Pastor, initially, um, when we first started to realize the severity of the crisis, um, I was watching a lot of TV, like uh, most people. I was uh, watching the news, um, you know, because it was constant updates. It was first this is closed, then that's closed, then who has to go to work, who doesn't have to go to work. And um, at the onset, which for me was about a week ago, Monday, um, I went to work and there was a lot of anxiety at work and mm. who had to come, who didn't have to come. Did we have to, uh, you know, go into our public settings or did, could we just stay in our offices? Um, and you're having a lot of conversation with coworkers and everyone's nervous. Everyone's concerned. There were a billion meetings and decisions were being made without, um, everyone's input, let's just put it that way. And it made you feel a little helpless, like, oh, wow, they're going to make us come into work and they don't even speak with us about it. And, and the decisions um, felt arbitrary because um, we weren't being explained why certain decisions were being made. Um, so then it forced you to kind of keep plugged in and, okay, well, what is the mayor saying? What is the governor saying? Of course. So at the end of all of that, you come away feeling anxious and sensing not only your own anxiety, but everyone else's anxiety and not knowing was potentially the worst part, which you should or shouldn't be doing. And how was it spreading? And, you know, you kind of became, at least I did, became obsessed with the details like, well, gloves or no gloves, masks or no masks. Right. And by the time I got home, um, I felt burdened, I felt stressed, I felt a little anxious, uh, worried, concerned. Um, and then into day two of that, I figured out that I didn't have to report into work anymore. But by the end of like Tuesday, I was just feeling what everybody else was feeling. And I was like, no, no, this can't be. I'm, I'm a child of God, something's going on. So. You know, just out of sheer exhaustion, if you will, I really had to seek God. And, you know, I kind of fell to my knees when I got home and um, really had to cry out and pray and worship. And I felt 100% better afterwards because it, it, I got my peace back. I got my perspective back. And that's the place. You got, you got your center back. Yes. And that's the place I've chosen to stay in. So um, I'm not watching the news reports anymore. I watch once a day just to make sure I know what's going on. Right, right. I know how to direct my prayers. Um, but I've been just sat taking this time really to get deeper in my word again and saturate in, in worship and just uh, create an environment at home where 
it's just God, 24-7 God, which, you know, how often do any of us really get to do that? So on the one hand, you know, nobody likes to be stuck in the house, cooped up, sequestered, essentially. But at the same time, it has given me the opportunity to just bask in his presence all the day long and reach out to people that I haven't reached out to in a long time. People who I haven't heard from in a long time have been reaching out to me. And I've been able to bring peace. I've been able to give words of encouragement and, um, you know, speak to more people about Jesus and why I'm being okay with it. And every time someone calls me with the, oh my God, they're making me go to work and all the stuff I was feeling a week prior, um, I can now speak into that. I can now tell them to trust God, to put it in his hands. All these things were foretold of, showing them the scriptures that God has us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Um, nothing shall by any means hurt us. So it's given me an opportunity to reconnect with other people on the spiritual level. It's helped me to refocus on God and the things of God and what God has promised me and what God has said to me. Now, does that mean nothing bad is going to happen? No. Does that mean certain people around me may potentially still get sick? It's a possibility, but now I'm not approaching it in fear and anxiety. I'm trusting God to heal. I'm trusting God to keep it from us. Um, and I'm and, and I'm more at peace now because it's it's forced me to focus. But one of the things I had to do was turn off the TV. And and even and even that when you first turn off the news reports and such, um, because I'm still watching TV, I'm still watching Christian programming um, while I'm doing other things, but um, you have to like unplug from that. You have to unplug from that because it will make you crazy. And even when you do that, people are texting this article, that article, you know, what's Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Face in Facebook, you, we get uh, an average of five to 20 articles a day. Right. So imagine people are texting as well. People are, um, sending things. So I've had to screen and I'm just, oh, I see what that's about. I don't even read it. I, I keep it moving. If it's a prayer request, obviously I pray. But um, it's also encouraged us to, you know, now have nightly prayer. And I think it's great. I think, I don't think the coronavirus is great, but I believe how it has mobilized the church of God and God's people is tremendous. It's tremendous. Well, I, I, heard, I heard from various um, intercessors that connect nationally and internationally. Mm -hmm. And they're saying there has been, uh, there has not been that much intercession globally for a very long time. And th the presence of God is being saturated right now with prayers from all over the world. Yes. People are praying in China and talking about millions of Christians uh, in the Middle East. In Middle East, people are praying, seeking God in the UK. Uh, the church is mobilized, mm -hmm. South and Central America, the nations of Africa, the United States, all over the world, there's prayer being sent to the heavenlies. And we know Second uh, Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people pray, mm -hmm. so this is happening now. And that's the only time where real things happen is when God's people mobilize to pray. So you're right. Even though I don't appreciate uh, the way this thing has hit us, the exactly. way it has got our nation down to, to its knees, I appreciate that God's people are mobilizing in prayer. Yes, because, you know, we've all been through things, Pastor. We, you know, we survived 9-11, blackouts, Super Storm Sandy, um, but nothing quite like this, at least not in our lifetime. Um, but th there's much worse to come in the years and decades coming, 
This yeah, was that is true. Uh, that is true. So this yeah. is also like a dry run, so to speak, and how oh, yeah. Yeah. Christians yeah. ought to stand. Right. Right. And I and I appreciate what you shared with us, the fact that you refocused um, your mind, your heart. You also did something very pivotal, which is you shifted from listening all day uh, to secular voices, mm -hmm. uh, secular commentaries to the scriptures, because the scriptures are the truth. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. And another version, he said, another verse, he says, my words are truth. So whenever God's word is superimposed on any circumstance, situation, God's word has greater authority yes. and it can shift, uh, you know, it can shift economies. It can shift environments. It certainly shifts our hearts back to him. So mm -hmm. in this season, I agree with you. We, we, we must be in a position where we're seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. All the other things will be added. The Gentiles Amen. or the, the people that don't know Jesus, they focus on the things. Oh, I lost my job. Oh, I lost the money. I lost mm -hmm. my business. But the Christians, we should be focusing on the kingdom of God. Jesus said, if we focus the kingdom of God first, then all these things yes. shall be added to us. Praise yes. God. Yes. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your thoughts. And I, I know that, you, you know, the people of God that are listening um, have been touched by that. And that is the counsel to focus on the kingdom of God first during this time. Allow the spirit of peace. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of peace. Jesus slept in the midst of a storm. Yes. This is what I continuously tell the people. If we have a storm around us, the spirit of peace dwells within us. Peace mm -hmm. is not the absence of problems and issues. Peace is Jesus in your heart, even in the midst of a storm. So thank you. Much appreciated. Have a blessed and prosperous week. God bless you, Pastor. Amen. Praise God, my brother. I'm so glad that you were able to get away from daddy duties a couple of moments. Just wanted to chat with you a couple of minutes and share with the congregation because they're also watching this. What's on your heart? What, you know, what are some of the things that took you by surprise? What are some of the things you're doing? You know, what are you hearing from God? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm being honest with you, Pastor. Never in my life would I would I would have thought that uh, society as a whole, because it's not only affecting New York City, it's affecting almost every single nation, almost every single country in the world all at the same time. So I would have never thought that everybody would just be on standstill at the same time. Um, it, it's it's alarming um, for me personally. I I took it as a as, as, a, as a reminder that we have to be the salt and light of the world right now. Um, right. You know, one of the things that's going on with me personally is, you know, I work in a school and I deal with a lot of the families. So uh, my position is I'm in the front line all the time. Just last week before they, before they closed schools down, I had to hand out 200 laptops to these students so they can start their remote learning experience at, at home. Wow. So we went in the front line, you know, so I was handing out uh, these laptops and a lot of the parents were already saying like, oh, my God, pray for me. I'm gonna have to deal with my kids, um, you know, nonstop. So I feel like, you know, there's like a lot of different emotions floating around for everybody. Right. Uh, some people are happy that this is happening because they never get time off. You know, they never have time to kind of relax and, and, and just, you know, just chill. So some people are enjoying this. Some other people uh, lost their jobs. Some yeah, other people, true. you know, some people lost their jobs. Some people are going through more uh, anxiety and depression. So it's hitting them so many different people, so many different people in so many different ways. Right. But, you know, one of the things that I'm doing is um, I'm activating myself, you know, uh, in, in a way like never before. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to bring joy. So when I'm working with my people at work, 
Um, I'm doing funny stuff. I'm throwing on sunglasses in the middle of the, of the conference call. I'm going like this, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to some music. Uh, you know, I'm bringing out different, like, plush toys that I have just right. to put a smile on somebody's face because exactly. it's a moment just to be positive, to be joyful. That's and that's what the Bible says, that joy is good medicine to the bones. Oh, so, yeah. You know, we can't forget to, to, to have joy in the midst of everything that's going on. But also, you know, we're, we're still doing the Zoom chats with our youth. Um, we, we've had already two of them. So we had one on Sunday that just passed and we had one this Wednesday. Uh, we had like a small like worship and prayer. And then we had like a word in between. Awesome. We were just sharing like trust in God, but also take your place because this is a good opportunity for a lot of believers and Christians to step up to the plate. You know, exactly. everybody's prayer is needed at this moment. This is a time where, like I said, it's affecting everybody. It's affecting uh, what's the guy from Europe, the, the one of the priests from Europe. What's the name of that guy that that um is overseeing Europe? One of the rich. He's like seventy one years old, seventy seven. He just caught it, the the coronavirus. Well, I, I, I don't remember the name, but I know what he's he's, he's a prince. I know the that prime minister. I think prime minister. There you go. Celebrities are getting it. Basketball players are getting it. Baseball players are getting it. You know. I'm pretty sure we haven't heard a lot of people from, 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 from church, but I'm pretty sure some people got it from church and, you know, everybody's being affected by it. It's our time and it's our duty to step up and to pray and to ask God to heal our land like never before. So, you know, I've been sharing on that too. I've been sharing on, on, on the word of God and, 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 and for us to step up to the plate, for us to speak out. And right. not be shy, not be timid, but to be bold in this season and sharing God's word. Because no matter what's going on right now, no matter what's happening, at the end of the day, God is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end, right? right. He, writes, he writes the middle of everything. He knows exactly what's going on. None of this is taken by surprise. But it's our duty to begin to activate so his presence can come down and heal our land like never before. We have to cry out. We have to be that mouthpiece. We have to allow not only our, our testimonies to shine right now, but our faith to shine, our, 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 our egos to come out like never before, right? Like people that have an, an, an opportunity to sing, go on Facebook and sing. Sing God's glory, right? In Jesus' Good. name. If you can preach, preach. Use your platforms to preach. This yeah. is a perfect opportunity for a lot of people to step up and to do something great for God and God's name. So I've been getting a lot of that. Yeah, so it's, interesting. it's interesting that you say that because we're called salt and light. And it's interesting that both salt and light are useless unless they're applied. If, mm -hmm. if it's dark, if you have a flashlight, we have it off, it's useless. You have to apply the light. You have to turn on the light. Where? In darkness. If you have bland food, you have to take the salt out of the salt shaker in order for it to activate and, and help the, the food's taste and flavor, right? So Amen. same thing with us. We're, we're useless if we stay hiding at home and do nothing. So we have to activate the salt and the light by speaking. Jesus said that, you know, that men will see your good works and they will glorify God. Amen. That's how we share the light, allowing people to see our good works. What are the good works? Well, what you're saying, you know, preaching, teaching, singing, you know, praying for people, being available, uh, ministering to them in whichever way capacity, making them smile and then reminding them, listen, you know, God has this. He's with us. So I, I like what you're saying. I appreciate yeah. that. One of the things that we just had a conversation with one of the superintendents from, from the Bronx, uh, she's been getting a lot of responses back from, from families about 
their children having severe anxiety and severe uh, depression. They've even been saying that a lot of them been going on Google Classroom saying that they wanted to commit suicide. And they've been sending this to the teachers, you know? And it reminded me of when they were speaking about how they wanted to take God away from the schools and how much we need the spirit of the Lord to reign high in these homes right now. We need peace, right? In these homes, we need peace. There was, they were saying how um, there, there was a, a, I guess like a, a Zoom class and in the middle of the Zoom class, the kid, the, the student was trying to learn, but the parents was in the background arguing with each other. You know, these families are going through a lot right now and we have to pray. We have to, we have to seek God's face. We have to call out to him. And, and it's, it's, it's in this moment that, that we begin to stir up the true foundation, right? You speak about it all the time. You speak about foundation. When the wind blows, right? When, 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 when the waves are rushing, when everything, when the enemy's coming in like a flood, right? What are we gonna do about it? What are we gonna do about it? Are we just gonna stand quiet? You know, are we not gonna like begin to open up my mouth and activate something that's going to stir people up, something that's going to get the people of God riled up and, and, and turn around the tide that the enemy's trying to bring our way. We, we, have to, we have to step up. We have to be on our watchtower more than ever. Uh, to me, this is like a wake-up call. That's a, I, I, I heard the alarm. The alarm is ringing. Oh, yeah, loudly, brother, loudly. This, this is a wake-up call because this thing has no mercy, and it's not going around just to some people. It's affecting everybody. And, you know, we're not only looking at what's happening right now, but in the future, what happens to the, you know, the economics and, and to uh, the, the people's finances, the unemployment rates, like people are going to need the, the spirit of the Lord, right, to, to elevate them, to bring them into a place of understanding that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them, right? So you have to begin to feel a nudge in your spirit. If this is not waking people up in the kingdom of God, then I don't know what will. You know, like this is, this is a moment where you got to really look at it and say, I am called, right? This for such a time as this. Yes. And um, you know, that's what I'm feeling. And, and not only that, but I'm also trying to bring uh, a level of wisdom to my children because this is not normal. You know, like I, I need Michaela to, to, to understand that, that she's in a war, uh, that she's in a battle, you know, and she needs to pray. She needs to activate herself too. It doesn't matter the age group at this moment. It doesn't matter about the titles or degrees or the job positions or anything. Everybody needs to step up. Everybody has to bring something to the plate. And, and it starts now. You know, it, you don't, don't waste your time. Don't, don't take this moment to, to sit at home and binge watch Netflix and to binge watch Hulu. This is a moment to begin to activate your praise and to get closer to God. Because a lot of the, the distractions that we always used to have before, they used to say, this is why I don't want to go to church. I'm tired. I got to go to work the next day. None of that stuff is there to block us no more. That's right. There is no excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Minister Cynthia, earlier on, uh, she was saying the same thing, how um, she was initially watching the news to find out, okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And after a while, she realizes, hold on a second. Let me start, you know, really getting in God's face and watching less TV and spending more time in God's presence and in his word. And she said when she made that decision, it caused a great peace to come upon her. And she's kept that peace from that moment on. Instead Amen. of allowing the world's commentaries to get us to the place where we're freaking out all the time, where we don't know what's the next thing that's going to happen. But all it's doing is a shooting fear from the TV and from the radio and also mm -hmm. the Internet. Get that daily dose of God's word, God's presence. Stay in the presence of God because the word of God is truth. And when we superimpose God's word over the circumstance, it shifts the environment. It shifts our hearts. It shifts our minds. Woo. Preach it, Pastor. What's up? 
Well, really? no, we're just chatting, brother. We're just chatting. <laughs> I'm getting excited. But it takes me back to that scripture and to what? Second, Second Chronicles 7.14. Right. And it speaks about how um, if my people, right, yeah. who are yeah. called by my name will, will, will humble themselves, right? And, and this is what I mean about this season where we're at. You have to humble yourself and know that you cannot fix this. You're no longer in control. For for all the control freaks out there, you're no longer in control. You have uh, to go. You have there to are many out there. Over. There are many There's out a lot of people out there. You know, and this is why I feel like a lot of people are also, you know, going through a tough time at home because they're so used to having control that right now all that is being taken away from them and they have no choice but to obey to what's happening, you know? And right now, the main thing that you need to understand as a believer is that you have to humble yourself and go before who? The maker of it all. Right? right? The source, the source of it all, the one that created heaven and earth, right? You have to go before him and be humble about it, knowing that you don't have control over this and seek his face, right? This is a season where we have to be able to seek his face. And, and not, only, not only for the adults, but for the young adults, for the children, they need to understand that they have a place in this, in this moment. You know, they have a, 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 something to bring to the table in this moment. It's not just about, like I said before, titles or positions or because he's a pastor, he should be the one praying in the front lines. Uh-uh. uh-uh. We all have to pray. That's right. We all got to step up. Yeah. We all got to step say, up. It didn't say if my pastors <laughs> will pray. It said if my people will pray, then I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. I will forgive their, their sin and heal their land. If and then my people if my people, and then the next part is if they turn from their wicked ways, right? You know, a lot of us have not been on it. You know, let's be honest, right? A lot of us have been struggling with, with just living life day by day. This is a good time to sit down and reflect and to get into yourself, right? Because again, you, it's not like you can go outside to the park and hang out. It's not like you can go and do certain things. This is a good moment for you to go into your, your closet, your, your, you know, your secret place and to get your thoughts back. You know, get your mind back and, and get rejuvenated for what's really important. You know, like I look at myself and, you know, I'm, I'm a person that I like to collect things and I like to buy, you know, expensive stuff. And I like, you know, I like to look nice. You know that, Pastor. Right now in this pandemic, it means nothing. It right. means nothing. Right. It means nothing. Right. And if I would have depended on just those things to carry me and to make me happy, I would have been lost in this season. But the fact is, I have God. God has always been number one in my throne. Though I like those things, I got to make sure that I put God first in all the things that I do. That's so the right. fact that yeah. I have that foundation with God is the only reason why, ha- why I'm at peace, why yeah. I can smile, why I can find the joy, why yeah. I can still be a parent in the season. Yeah. I can still be a husband in this season, you know? And, and, and it's because I built that foundation. But we have to find that place again where we put God where he rightfully deserves to be. And that's number one. Amen. Although you still look good. You know, I, I see you sporting some uh, sports gear, New York Yankees. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy about it. I can't wait to, I, I want to go to your Yankee game this year, you know, especially <laughs> I know, now. I know, after, man. after depriving myself of, of fellowship and, you know, being around people, man, I want to, I want to go to a game. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I miss, I miss basketball. I miss football. Yeah. I miss hockey. I would I would have never thought I'd say that. And even now with the Olympics, you know, like yeah, they, yeah. They, they pushed it back another year. And, you know, I'm, I'm praying for peace. And those athletes, think about these athletes that, been, that has been working out for years and months for the opportunity to represent their, their, their country. Yeah. You know? yep. And now right it was starting, a new year. Yep. Now they have to wait a whole another year. Yep. You know, that could easily start messing with their, you know, with their brain. 
You yeah. know, that's the first thing the enemy comes for is the mind. You know, you say that all the time. You said that the other day when you were talking about the armor of God and the helmet of salvation. You have to protect this. Yes. This is what the enemy is trying to attack right now for a lot of people, you know, and you have to understand the devices that he's using. And, and he's using definitely the mind right now to attack people. You have to be studying God. Well, brother, I, I appreciate everything you said. Um, and I appreciate that this is going out on the airwaves. And uh, our church family has heard everything you said. And uh, I know that they're being blessed. I myself, I'm being blessed by the things that you've said. Um, it's Amen. also going to be recorded. So uh, we're going to have other people that listen to uh, the Calvary Christian Fellowship messages. So I know you have encouraged a lot of people today. It's important for us to keep our perspective in this day. God first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. All these other things will be added. We, we have a temporary loss because of the stock market. That's yep. coming back. Remember, God is our provider. He is our heavenly father, and he's the owner of all the gold and the silver. Man manipulates finances in the earth realm, but God can shift things immediately. He can shift Hallelujah. things in a heartbeat. So, brother, thank you. May God continue you, to bless Father. and cover your family, your lovely growing family, uh, and keep on doing your daddy duties. Thank you for giving me a couple of minutes and spending some time with the old uh, spiritual dad here. And uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be seeing each other on Sunday, all right? Amen. Pastor, you got me stirred up. I want to run in my house right now. Thank you for all right, brother. Brother. Run a couple of laps around the rooms and you'll be all right. <laughs> all right, Pastor. Thank all you. Right. I love you. God bless everybody. Likewise. Take care. Blessings. All right. All right. Hi Calvary family, as we all know, we are temporarily not using our facilities, so our schedule has changed just slightly. Here are the announcements for the week. Our Friday and Sunday worship services will continually be held online. So as you normally would have, it's the same place, calvaryny.org on our website, or Facebook or YouTube, the addresses are on the screen. Same way you access the, the services on Friday and on Sundays in our sanctuary will be the same way currently. That has not changed. All other events will be held on Zoom, so you can access it using the link or you can call in using your telephone or mobile device. The meeting ID is there. Please note that we have since instituted a passcode. Please contact the church office for that passcode. We will have weekly prayer as we always have on Wednesdays, but now we've expanded it to have it Monday through Thursdays. So the times on Zoom are Mondays and Wednesdays at 7.30 and Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Also, we have our prayer request and praise report form. It's a new online form on the church website. Please feel free to visit calvaryny.org prayer to submit your prayer request or your praise report. Also know that on Friday and Sundays during live streaming service, feel free to enter your praise support or prayer on the online chat. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we will also continually hold our webinars on Zoom. Tuesdays is open to all at 7.30 with Pastor Victor. And on Thursdays, the Women's Bible Study at 7.30 with Pastor Gwendolyn. All of these are on Zoom. Our Seeds of Life Children's Ministry, grades pre-K through eighth grade. We will have Sunday video lessons on the Class Dojo app that we've been using already. The Seeds of Life has already been using that. 
Um, this time around, it's been expanded to add Sunday morning lessons. So please make sure, parents, if you have, do not have the Class Dojo app, to please contact Johanna Rodriguez at johanna at calvaryny.org for assistance. Also know that the Seeds of Life also has a Marco Polo app, or rather a Marco Polo group on the app, separate from the Church Marco Polo group. Feel free to contact Johanna Rodriguez regarding that as well. Our Connected Youth Ministry, CYM, grades 9 through 12, will also be using Zoom. They will be meeting up on Sundays at 3 p.m. after service and on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. during the week. CYM will also have a Marco Polo group using that app. Please contact Nate and Brenda for more information. Next, we have the Women and Men's Ministry. So, Warriors of Faith Men's Ministry and Women of Honor Women's Ministry. All virtual gatherings will be held via Zoom as well when scheduled. The Women of Honor Women's Ministry will be also be having their own Marco Polo group. Please contact Minister Belinda for more information. Giving. So, here we have a few ways to give. These have not changed. You can go on calvaryny.org slash give. All of the ways to give are listed. We have PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, and also the mailing address is a P.O. Box if you'd rather mail in a check. Finally, we have our social media channels. Again, please make sure you're connected with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and the many Marco Polo groups that we have. Please make sure to stay connected on all of the channels. Everything we've listed today so far is listed in Facebook or on Facebook as a Facebook event and also on our website at calvaryny.org slash coronavirus. There we'll have our temporary schedule. Everything we listed today is listed on that page as well. And don't forget, please make sure to keep our North Carolina family in prayer. As you know, we are also in North Carolina, so please keep Pastor Eileen in prayer with her group. And if you have any questions, of course, you can visit the main website and access this, and you can also rewatch this video. Again, please stay connected with us. Please call one another. Please pray for one another, and make sure you, we are the body, so please make sure that you yourself be connected and check up on your brothers and sisters. For all other announcements, of course, feel free to uh, connect with us on social media and on calvaryny.org. Next, we have Pastor Victor with the word. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you, Tony, uh, for that time of worship. Julio, thank you for the announcements. Appreciate it more than words can say. I want to talk to you a couple of minutes about rough streams equals clean environment. Rough streams equal clean environment. Most people today are always trying to run away from difficulties, problems, stresses, rough streams, difficulties. But human beings were made to be able to grow and literally thrive in the midst of difficulty and adversity. A stress-free life actually is not really good for us. This is why people are always looking for excitement and roller coasters and fast cars. You know, my wife is one, she loves roller coasters. She loves throwing herself off of planes. You know, I have to protect her because she loves all that excitement. All of this provides a certain type of stress on the body. And advancements seem to come always in the midst of pressure or stresses, rough streams, clean environment. If you consider the rough streams of water, 
If you consider wherever you see rough streams, you, you have these, uh, not ponds, which are nice and quiet, but underneath you have a lot of bacterias and viruses and dirt and debris. Wherever you see choppy rough streams, when you look in, uh, underneath, you'll always see an atmosphere that is constantly being cleansed, detoxified, and it even smooths out the terrain. So what we want is we want to have around us a certain amount of stress, a certain amount of pressure. We prefer rough streams. I can drink from the rough streams, but I won't drink from a pond because I don't know what's in there. Nothing's moving. Our bodies even look better when you apply pressure to it. Think about it. You go to the gym. What do you do? You lift weights. You put pressure and resistance against your body. What do you get? A nice chiseled body. Jesus said, um, in the midst of the storm, peace be still. Interesting. He said that for the disciples because he was busy sleeping in the midst of the storm. He had no problem with it. He had already released his word. He said, we're getting to the other side. So he knew that they were getting to the other side. But when he calmed the storm, he did that for the disciples. See, they didn't understand that in reality, they were safe. They were at peace in the midst of the storm. God wants us to get to that place where we can rest in the middle of any storm. Sometimes the storm is not going to be taken away from you. Sometimes you have to go through the storms. Interestingly enough, you look at the life of Elisha. One time they came for Elisha. They surrounded his home. And Gehazi, his servant, looked out the window. He says, oh, my master, what are we going to do? We're surrounded by the enemy. And what did Elisha do? Elisha prayed. He says, uh, God, open up the eyes of my servant that he may see that there are actually more with us than there are with the enemy. And then he, he declared a prayer and all the enemies were blinded for the moment. See, so he understood. He was at peace because he knew that greater was uh, those that were with him than those that were with the enemy. What happened was, is when God opened up the eyes of Gehazi, he suddenly saw a myriad of angels with chariots of fire. So in reality, they are more with us than they are with the enemy. Consider David. David one time said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Not some, not a few, not most, but all. If we trust God, the Lord will deliver us. Even in this situation, even in the midst of this crisis. Paul said of Jesus that Jesus endured the cross due to the joy that he had set before him that he had seen before him. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 through 4 says, Looking unto Jesus, who, by the way, is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, what was the joy? Seeing sons and daughters being restored to the Father by his act of love on the cross. He said he endured the cross because of that, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Yes, you might be going through a crisis, but your Lord, your Master, endured the maximum for you. And today he said you can be at peace. His spirit is a spirit of peace. We need not to be worried. We need not to be afraid. He is with us. Consider Paul. Paul was, or rather Peter, Peter was sleeping in prison when the angel visited him, awoke him, and delivered him from prison. Peter was at peace because he knew that God was with him.
Consider Paul and Silas. They were worshiping God in prison at midnight. Acts 16, 25, it says, At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. You see? You see that healthy tension? There are times where Christians will go through persecutions, difficulties, challenges in life. That's, that's normal. And there's a healthy tension of, for this Christian who understands that because ultimately we're but passing by in this world. Our true home is with the Lord. Paul said, I am here because it's necessary for you, but I desire to depart with the Lord, which is far better. For he knew that. He knew that his being here was not to be rich, not to be famous, not to have a lot of things, but to be of benefit to humanity. But in reality, he knew he really didn't belong here anymore. He belonged to the kingdom of God. He belonged um, with his heavenly Father. And there was a time that he would be returning back to him. Rough streams, clean environment. We're going through rough times. But guess what? That's going to help to cleanse us. That's going to help to reset us. It's going to help to reboot us. It's going to help to get us back to God. We have been so consumed with things, with doing, with making money and living life. We have forgotten, many of us, our relationship with God. We are too busy to um, be in God's presence, too busy to pray, too busy to seek His presence. But God has put us on pause for a moment so that we could get back to the true peace. True peace does not come from the absence of troubles. True peace is confidence that God is with you even in the midst of trouble. And there's a season, and we, we have it upon us, where the enemy uh, has surprised the world, literally. We didn't realize that this was going to happen. It's a multi-fold uh, kind of attack, where he has attacked our, uh, the bodies of many, where he, he has attacked the economy, he has attacked the peace, he has attacked uh, the, the commerce of the world. And he has come to vex and torment people. But uh, praise God, if you consider Jehoshaphat, one time uh, three nations came against him to vex and torment their nation and to overwhelm them and to destroy them. In 2 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 20, what did Jehoshaphat do? A King Jehoshaphat with his people, they fasted, they prayed, they asked God for an answer, and God responded, as he always does with his people who are seeking him, who are praying, standing in the gap. He said, uh, we're going to pray and fast until we hear God, and, and God spoke. And God said, Jehoshaphat, the battle belongs to me. Rest. And what did Jehoshaphat do? He sent toward the enemy camp, toward the battle, people that were worshiping him, people that were worshiping God. And by the time they got to the battle, all they saw were dead bodies all over the place. God had already rendered the victory. And as we pray and seek God in this season, we need to understand that behind the scenes, God is working things for our good. God is turning things around. God is answering our prayer. God is ministering supernaturally for you and for me for our children, for our grandchildren, for our family members. He's opening up the eyes of those that are prodigals, that have uh, basically left the church, left the Lord, and now they're considering, they're reconsidering. Oh my God, I thought that I could confide in these things, and I realize that all of this can be taken away in a heartbeat. Think, consider the widow in the Old Testament. The widow was getting ready to die even though God had spoken her to her to take care of the prophet. God had given her command, when the prophet comes, take care of my prophet. So the widow was just getting ready to make the last meal for her and her son and just 
wait to die. And the prophet shows up. He says, widow, give me something to drink. And she obeyed the word of the Lord that God had given her, and she gave him something to drink. And he says, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm making my last little cake here to just eat it, me and my son, and then get ready to die. He says, no, give it to me. And because this is what's going to happen to you, uh, your oil and uh, whatever you have there is not going to waste away. That grain is going to continue to multiply. That oil is going to continue to multiply. The word of the Lord is upon you. And there's a time of multiplication. Where? In a time of famine. See, so some people are getting ready to die. Others that know God and know how God can come into a scenario and shift the environment are getting ready to live. They're getting ready to move forward with God. They're getting ready to, to move with the glory cloud. Hallelujah. Little did she know, this widow woman, that God was going to provide a miraculous atmosphere and miracle in the midst of a famine. Yes, we might be going right now through a serious time in our nation, but God is getting ready to move. The prophet came to the gate and he called her from the gate. He says, woman, give me something to drink. She responded to him and that activated the prophetic uh, in him. She responded, she says, here's the water, here's the food. See, we have to respond to God's word and God's word will activate in our lives. So this is not a time to be fearing. It's a time to be declaring God. God's word each and every day. It's a time to be declaring Psalms 91, Psalms 23. It's a time to declare that God is a mighty God and he is with us. He's never left us nor forsake us. And, and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So in closing, learn to count your current challenge as joy. Remember, God inhabits praises. He doesn't inhabit fears or complaints. Count your blessings, not your problems or current limits or losses, because God is the owner of the gold and the silver. If you've lost anything in this season, you will recover it in the next season. And as we praise God and allow the joy of the Lord to flow through us, that'll give us continued strength. And we need to do this every day. It's not, not just a matter of doing it once, but you have to do it every day. Every day, declare the joy of the Lord. Declare the peace of God over your life. Declare that He is with us. Plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over you, your children, your family, your home, uh, your, your community, uh, your church family. Uh, just plead the blood each and every day. Rough streams equals clean environment. Depending on the season that you're in, things can get worse, but guess what? Things can get restored. Things can um, become better. Shakespeare actually said this once. He said, happiness is not having what you want but wanting what you have. It's a good one. I like that. In Philippians 4, 11, 13, Paul said, Not that I speak in regards to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. So this is a time to be content in what you have, not in what you don't have. He said, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's what God is saying to you today. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for your kindness, your love and tender mercies. Thank you, Father, that you've kept us even to this moment. Lord, we're so uh, thankful to you, Lord God, that you're with us each and every day. I pray your blessing upon your people right now. Strengthen them. Lord, I pray for divine provision, divine health. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over them, the children, the grandchildren, over our first responders, those that are among our congregation, Lord God, that have to go out there and work and provide services. I pray that you guard them and keep them, my Lord. Give them strength 
strength, physical, spiritual, emotional, mental strength, my God. And Father, for our first responders in our city, in our nation, my Lord, and those that are having to go out there and continue to serve, I pray that you guard them and keep them. And Father, I thank you that you're with us through this trial. Father, We, even though we go through the valley, the, the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for thou art with us. So Father, thank you for your kindness. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. I pray that that blessed you like it has blessed me. Um, every day, my wife and I, we uh, continue to remind ourselves of the word of the Lord. We continue to remind ourselves on his goodness. So uh, praise God. I'll uh, see you uh, Tuesday. We have the next uh, service, but understand we're praying Monday through Thursdays. Minister Cynthia is making sure that we have a good group there praying. Uh, that prayer needs to continue to go to the heavenlies. So let's continue doing that. And don't forget, now that we're at just about a the end of this particular gathering. Don't forget, um, if you're so inclined, to um, go and release your tithe and offering at our website, calvaryny.org. That's calvaryny.org. Go to the area where it says donate, click there. You'll be able to give your offering um, via uh, your credit card through um, PayPal. And so we thank you for that. Let's continue to uh, be consistent in these disciplines so that we won't skip a beat as a ministry and continue. I see a lot of you going on uh, Facebook and sharing verses and and praying and 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 sharing e even thoughts uh, that encourage people continue doing that because believe it or not more than you realize people are now taking note of what Christians are saying they're taking note of our prayers they're taking note of what the word of God says people are concerned and the only rock is God's word so let's continue to share the rock which is God's word okay love you God bless you have a blessed and prosperous week and remember greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world
you prove 